Today, you guys are in treat for a live health coaching session. So you'll get a sneak peek into what a health coaching session looks like. And you'll get to hear from someone else and their struggles, hear about their sugar cravings, about how they're struggling with meal planning, and how we worked in a way that is doable for her to come up with her next plan. So if you are typically overwhelmed by so many different ideas, you're not sure what to do, you're not sure how to eat, should I worry about organic, high fat, low fat, what should I do? Tune into this episode because I really help to break down some things and simplify the process for chastity. I also want to invite you to be a guest on my podcast. So if you have some nutrition questions, exercise questions, you're not sure what to do, check out for the link down below where you can be on this podcast, Just Like Chastity, where we'll go over your struggles, your goals, and really help to find out what that next step is for you. So check the link down below and hope to see you on a call. Hi friends, and welcome to the Healthy Beyond 40 show. I'm Michelle, mama four and military wife. I have my doctorate in physical therapy and I'm an online personal trainer, health coach, and yoga teacher. Do you wish that you had more energy and could get into shape? Do you feel like you're struggling to lose weight? Maybe you've tried a diet before, but it just wasn't sustainable, and now you don't know how to get started. We're gonna look at health holistically here, and most importantly, keep things simple and quick. If you're ready to develop healthier habits, exercise consistently, and lose weight sustainably without long workouts or following strict diets, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, I bring together my expertise with real life strategies. No magic pill here, so lace up those shoes and get moving. Chastity, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm excited to dive in a little deeper about your food choices and nutrition because I know this has been a little bit a struggle for you. So tell me a little bit about what you're currently eating. I know you've said you've made a few changes, so you can tell us about that too. Sure. Thanks for having me, by the way. It's my pleasure. So my food choices, I don't eat a wide variety of foods. I'm open to trying a lot of things, but I don't eat a wide variety and I tend to eat the same things over and over again. I'm okay with that repetition, but like today, for example, I had sausage and scrambled eggs and a banana for breakfast. I don't snack a lot. And for dinner, I'm going to have like nachos, but I'm going to make it at home as opposed to going out and buying something. So my food choices are all about eating less processed foods, but not necessarily the healthiest, most nutrient dense foods. Yeah. And it sounds like you are making some good choices by doing less processed food, but there's probably still a little bit of a gap in there for you where you know you can eat healthier foods. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And tell me what your goal is for yourself. If you could think three years from now, what would your health look like for you? Like maybe you have a goal or a vision of doing something that maybe would require you to move better, feel better. Mm -hmm. So I've been practicing Pilates for a little over a year now and just finished my 100th session a few weeks ago. So that has been an amazing journey for me. And being plus size, it's not something that you gravitate to. It's, It's intimidating. So three years from now, My biggest goal would be weight loss, but not weight loss in the sense of, oh, I just want to look so good because as far as I'm concerned, I look good now, 
I've accepted being plus size. I'm not going to be thin and that's not my goal, but I realize that losing weight, especially as I get older, I want to stay and maintain the level of health or be even healthier. And I want to be even more flexible and just have further reach. I want to go further with Pilates basically. Yeah, I love that. And I love you've done it for a year, a hundred sessions. That's awesome. Cause I'm sure you can already feel that difference in your body. Absolutely. I actually joke with people and tell them, I don't know if you, how old you are, but there's this song called brick house by the yeah. Commodores. And I always tell people, I'm like, there is a brick house under here. You know, <laughs> like I am so strong and I have muscles. It's just, you know, protected by this layer of fat here, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Pilates is such an amazing thing. It's so good for the body. It is the one thing that I've done that I literally want to do it for the rest of my life. Because you gain so much strength, especially core strength and flexibility. And all of that is so necessary as you're aging. So three years from now, I want to be on Pilates session number 400 and something and more flexible and stronger than ever and leaner. Yeah. So really to keep up with the exercise that you're doing, but really tune into your nutrition so that it can help you even move better and be healthier. So yes, I love that. And then, so if you could narrow it in a little bit more. So in the next three months, specifically when it comes to your eating or nutrition, is there something you know you need to focus on? Yes. And I kind of purposely didn't acknowledge food in that three-year plan. (laughs) And there's a reason for that. But three months. Okay. I can talk about three months. So what I've already started doing is like soda, for example, there was a time when I would only drink soda. Well, I cut it out completely at one point. Then I would only drink it on the weekends and it needed to be only soda made with pure cane sugar. Then my best friend moved here uh, and stayed with me for the summer, just a few months while she was in transition. She has terrible eating habits. I kind of fell into those patterns and found myself drinking soda during the week and eating candy. I love cotton candy. I love junk. So basically in the next three months, what I would like to do is just drastically cut back on the sugar. If I am going to choose to have soda maybe only on the weekend, maybe one soda with the goal of zero. You know, I want to make better choices overall as far as when I eat breakfast. Like I said, I had sausage and eggs. There's probably a healthier, I mean, I know there are healthier options, but do I do low carb? Do I do like intermittent fasting? There's all these things and I've tried it all. Low carb works, but it's not sustainable for me. So in the next three months, I want to feel confident about my food choices. I want to have a plan. I want to be able to plan my week ahead so that if I do need to go to the grocery store and get certain things, preparation is key for me so that I don't wait until I'm starving and then default to old habits because I'm hungry and need to eat right away. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great starting place, especially focusing on the soda and the sugar, because there are low carbs, intermittent fasting, so many different things you could do 
but I don't think that's your starting point. I think your starting point should be the sugar. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. (laughs) Okay. Because I want to make sure you're on board too, because there's not always one right answer. It's what you're willing to do, but we don't need to complicate it and worry about how many carbs am I eating, all this other stuff, because I think focusing on the sugar is good because that also is going to help regulate your hormones naturally too. So when we're having a lot of sugar, especially when we're getting to perimenopause, menopause, we're more likely to become insulin resistant. And so it gets especially more important to make sure that we're watching our sugar and making our blood sugar levels more even throughout the day. And so I love how before you said with soda that you basically made a rule for yourself. And I think that's good because you can also maybe include that still for now. Maybe you'll always include it, or maybe at some point you'll get rid of it. But what do you think is a rule you could create around soda for yourself starting today that feels doable? Like you can stick with the next three months and not feel like after three months, oh, this is too much. I have to go back. I think I would like to start with weekends only. And that could currently be Saturday and Sunday, but not Friday. And so if you have soda on the weekends, would there also be a limit to how much you would have, like a serving size? One per day. And that would be like a 12-ounce bottle. Okay. Perfect. So a clear boundary for ourselves. So one soda, Saturday and Sunday. Obviously, it could be less, but that's the only time we'll have it. Do you think there's anything that's going to be hard or a struggle about that? No, I think that's a good place to start because I've done it before and I know that I can get right back to it. Yeah. And then tell me how much are you typically having sweets? I know you mentioned candy and different things like that. So are you having it every day? How much every day? Tell me a little bit more. No. So the funny thing about it is If you look at me and I mean, you can see like, I need to lose weight. And, but if you look at how I eat, you'd be like, how is that? You know, because I don't snack a lot. Here's my issue at home. Most of the time, I don't buy snacks and junk at home. But when I have to go to the grocery store, there's certain things that, so for example, I'll pick up a few things from Walmart. For example, you walk in, there's candy. And I have to get some Skittles, (laughs) cotton candy, and I'm only going to have it over the next couple of days. But then I still make those poor choices. And lately, I've just been acknowledging the fact that that has to stop. Maybe I need to just stop going to that store. Maybe I need to place pickup order only, you know, so I just pull up Mm -hmm. and let them put the bags in my car Because I don't have that same temptation when I go to a regular grocery store, you know, and when I go to a regular grocery store, though, there's the urge to pick up that slice of cake. So, and I just forgot what the original question was. (laughs) No, that's okay. Just sort of finding out what sugar and candy is in your life right now and how you want to change that. And you use the words, it has to stop. So to me, it sounds like you're ready to make a change there and how you're having your sweets, your candy, your cake and things like that. So tell me a little bit more when you go to the store and you're seeing the Skittles or they also have the yummy cookies and all these different things out. 
Like what's going on through your mind or your body in those moments? Okay, so shopping in general and the grocery store overwhelms me. So I go in the store and I may have a list and I know already the moment I walk in the store, that list may get cut in half because I have to get out of there. I don't know what it is, but it's overwhelming. There's all these choices and I start looking at labels and I see an ingredient that I don't want to consume and it just makes me put it back and just the grocery store is very overwhelming for me. But Skittles, I had that when I was a kid, you know, there's something nostalgic about like cotton candy and Skittles for me. And even with cookies, that that's not as much of a temptation for me because I'll just make my own. It's like I I don't even know how to explain this. The way that my brain works is crazy. I get overwhelmed in the grocery store. That's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. And, and yeah. the Skittles or those things specifically you're remembering from childhood bring comfort to you. Yes. So I think it totally makes sense. There's a lot of choices we make with our health, our food choices, what we drink, how we deal with sadness or happiness really goes back to what we did in our childhood. And I think that's what you're explaining here is you're getting overwhelmed because there's so many different choices. You want to look at the ingredients, you want to eat healthy, and it's all getting overwhelming. And then you're seeking that comfort in candy or a piece of cake. You know, even within that, just like I said, I'll only buy one piece of cake, for example, when I get Skittles, I'm only going to get the regular pack, not the jumbo pack, not a big bag in the candy aisle. It's the the checkout counter size, you know, the, the smaller yeah. one. So even within that, there is some reasoning going on in my mind, like, okay, you're going to eat these Skittles, you know, it's crappy because there's ingredients in there that you don't want, but there's something about it that is going to satisfy however you're feeling for now, the sugar craving, but we're going to get the smallest pack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you are making a good step forward, but it's really not quite where you want to be. Because like you said, you want this to stop. And I loved your idea. You already came up with doing a pickup order. So is that what you want to do? Or are there any other more, maybe a rule you want to create around having candy or cake or sweets or anything else to help you with this? Not going to the store hungry. I tend to go to the store after Pilates and I usually don't eat before Pilates. I tend to stop at the store right after, and that's when you want everything. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. And I also think even acknowledging to yourself, I'm feeling overwhelmed, maybe saying that in your mind, and I'm seeking this for comfort, but is this really what I want? Is mm -hmm. there something else I can do when I leave the store to bring some comfort to me? Maybe playing some music in the car or doing some deep breathing. Is there any other tool like that that you could find a way to comfort yourself after being overwhelmed in a store? Yeah, music is always my go-to. And I think the bottom line is just having a plan. And I think that that is where you may help me a lot with simply having a plan and just kind of reorganizing the way my brain is working when I'm dealing with this stuff, you know? Because I, like I said, it's not like I make horrible choices all day, every day. It's just that 
when I go to the store at this time, I make a poor choice, but it's because I've decided, well, we're going to do some fasting, but then we're going to wait until the hunger hits and I need to eat something right away. And these poor choices happen. And so I think just having a plan would help because I do like structure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also when you're getting those blood sugar highs and lows, when you're at that low and you're past your point of hungry, you are going to want to reach for something quick. So sugar, a quick carb, something that gets into our blood sugar quick. So we do want to make sure that we're balancing our blood sugar. So I think starting with the rule around soda only on the weekends Mm -hmm. and then working on this, going to the grocery store, doing pickup orders, And then not going to the store hungry. And if for some reason you're going in the store and you get overwhelmed, recognizing that and then telling yourself, I'm going to listen to some fun music or whatever in the car to bring me comfort. I'm not, I don't need the sugar. I don't need the Skittles to do that. I'm going to start this new pathway in my brain because that's what it is. It's a pathway in your brain that you're Mm -hmm. seeking this for comfort. And it can be hard to create a new pathway or a new way of doing things, but you can do it. So I think really for the next month or so, or maybe even longer, really just focusing on those two things. Okay. And then after that, it would be more like diving into that nutrient density. Like how much fiber are you getting and looking at these other tweaks. But if you can start to get that sugar a little bit more under control, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be able to make some of these other tweaks but you're not going to be successful trying to do it all at once. I agree because I have a little sugar confession for you that I don't see giving up. I love bubble gum and I don't like chewing gum with artificial sweeteners. I love bubble gum and it's not even that I just love it, but I'm I'm sitting down at the computer, I'm writing or reading and somehow it helps me to focus. So bubble gum. I don't want to give it up. (laughs) Yeah. And health is a journey. So we have this starting point and what we need to do along the way is find these changes that we can make that we can sustain. So you may have bubble gum included right now. It may be included forever. Maybe it's included for the next year or two. Maybe Mm -hmm. at some point you realize like, oh, I don't need it or I can do less and that's okay. But it's finding this next stepping point that you're willing to do that you know you need to do. And it sounds like you have a couple of those. So really focusing there and narrowing in on those is helpful. Um, And the one other thing we'll just touch on real quick before we hop off is just you had said it earlier is planning your week ahead is really helpful. And so tell me specifically what is helpful for you to have planned. On meals. Because... I hate thinking about food. And so planning ahead for me means I need to know what I'm going to have for breakfast, what I'm going to have for lunch, dinner. I usually do two meals a day, but I need to know what I'm going to have. I don't want to be caught off guard when I'm hungry and making a decision about what to eat because that's when I'm going to make a poor choice. So Maybe I could use my weekends to plan the week ahead and then um, stick with it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I think, you know, 
eating twice or whatever it is, everybody needs to look to see what is making them feel better. And if you're doing more, like that's almost like an intermittent fasting. If you are doing that, are you feeling good? Are you having more energy? Do you feel like you're not getting to that famished point where you're overeating? When you're eating, are you eating healthy? So those are just some things to think about if this type of eating is working for me. Mm-hmm. And I think one great thing I would like you to do, and I'll share a link down below, is I have a meal planning made easy. It's like a quick 10-minute video, and it shows you how to plan your meals out for a month. You don't have to necessarily do it for a month, but one of the things I teach in the video is how to make a master meal list, and then there's links for PDFs. But what I would like you to do is make a master meal list. So you can have different sections. You can do this in a notebook too, but what are some quick things I can make for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Maybe you have a column for salads or crock pot meals. You divide it up into things that you're already eating. So you don't even have to worry about including new things yet because I want you to focus on that soda and that sugar initially. Mm -hmm. So really with things you already have, and it's almost like doing a brain dump. So you're getting all these ideas down of what you eat, putting them on a list. And then you have that master meal list. And then each week, you're going to use that to just pick things off. And it's going to make planning your meals each week a lot easier. You can do it for the whole month and put it on a monthly sheet. And you can keep those monthly sheets and then use those for other months. Or if you plan it for a week, keep those weekly sheets because in four weeks when you don't have time, you're like, oh, this pretty much works for me now. So it's a really great way to make it a little bit easier and a little less resistance to the meal planning. That's exactly what I need, a plan. Like, you know, the whole, what is it? Fail to plan, plan to fail. Yeah. It's so true. I have to have a plan. So those are all reasonable. I can yeah. cut back on soda weekends, only one, one per day or less and not going to the store hungry. And I will check out the the planner because I need that really bad. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And I love how you repeated it all. You got a plan, you know what to do, and really just keep reminding yourself to focus on this. And then in a month, let's tweak it and see what else we can do and getting some support along the way if you need it. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for being open and sharing today. I hope the listeners enjoy this. And I'm sure some of you guys can relate to Chastity, I know you have a book. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I am a new author. This is a an exciting new journey for me, and it is all about my spiritual journey, my walk with God. So my book is titled From the Wilderness to the Narrow Path, A Journey of Surrender and Course Correction. And it's basically a story about how God got my attention, simplified my life, and showed me what it really means to not conform to the pattern of this world. And, and so I've learned how to follow Jesus's words when he said to repent and to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So I share my personal story and I also include some steps that I found helpful in my journey. And I created a companion journal for others to use as well. And my goal is just for it to be a help to others because it has completely transformed my life. Um, Thanks so much for sharing. And we'll share that link down below in the description. All right. Thanks for being on here today. Thank you. Friends, I hope this episode inspired you to take one more step forward in your health. 
I would love it if you could share this podcast so we can have a bigger impact on even more lives. Just take a picture of this episode and share it on social media or with a friend and tag me. It's hard to be healthy in a culture that is surrounded by fast food and sugar. So be part of my free health community and join my private Facebook group. The link is down below. Being healthy can be hard, but with the right tools and support, you can do this.